You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Davis here for the Locked On Nationals podcast here on this Monday, March 15th, 2021. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you will get 15% off on your next order. On the show today, guys, Steven Strasburg got a calf injury over the weekend. Should not be too major, but we'll hit on that. And the Nationals made some roster moves as well. We'll hit on all of those and what they mean for the team. And really, do they mean a whole lot at all? And then we'll look at some of the action from this weekend and some good performances from Nationals spring training and preview the week upcoming, or at least the day upcoming, in spring training for the Nats in West Palm Beach, Florida. Good Monday to you all here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. Uh, busy time for everybody. Before we get going, guys, I'm going to let you guys know you can join the Locked On Podcast Network Tournament Challenge. Uh, obviously, it's NCAA tournament season. You guys know I do the Locked On Big 12 podcast. If you guys go to ESPN.com and go to the Men's Tournament Challenge page, it's under Fantasy, I believe. Um, you guys can make a bracket entry and then join the Locked On Podcast Network and then compete against hosts and each other. So that's pretty cool. And I know it's a baseball show, but everybody loves March Madness. So go ahead and do that. All right, so a busy weekend in Nats news. Obviously, we got the cuts we're going to talk about, uh, some roster movement, if you will. But the big story for me that coming out of the weekend was the fact that Steven Strasburg had a minor injury in his start on Sunday. Uh, in that game, they played the Houston Astros. It was a 5 nothing loss, but Steven Strasburg pitched in this game, and uh, I guess he got through 30-some pitches, I believe. I found the highlights on YouTube. Once again, you guys have the struggles, not being able to watch, whatever. Um, he made it through two and a third innings and was looking pretty strong in the start as well. Only gave up one hit, had four strikeouts, thought he was doing a good job burying that curveball. Left it out over over the plate a couple times, but really the big story here is he had a calf strain. Um, they said it's nothing major, and this is from the AP in West Palm Beach, Florida. It says Washington Nationals pitcher Steven Strasburg left his second spring training start in the third inning Sunday because of a problem with his left calf that he called nothing major. And the 2019 World Series MVP, whose 2020 season was cut uh, just to five innings because he needed carpal tunnel surgery on his right wrist, said his calf grabbed as he stood on that leg at the end of his pitching motion. Uh, he says, quote, just kind of more precautionary thing and uh, just kind of take it day to day and see how it feels tomorrow. And quote, Strasburg said, who allowed one hit, struck out four, and walked one and two and one-thirds scoreless innings of Washington's 5-0 loss to the Houston Astros. He said, luckily, I feel like I'm a fast healer. And he said, so I don't think it would be something that could be a prolonged absence. Um, and then David Martinez and the, the trainer, Paul Lassar, went out to the mound to check on him. Uh, and when he left the game, and it really wasn't, you know, Davey said it wasn't much of a discussion. Uh, and he says, you know, and look, let's be honest, it shouldn't be. Considering his injury history and the financial investment the Nationals have made in Steven Strasburg at spring training, and it's good to pull him out of there. You know, you never know with these kinds of injuries. I'm not I'm no doctor. You think he should be fine. Just some rest and stretching, you know, should take care of that and get him back to health. But anything that's bothering him, they should definitely check out. And so, uh, you know, I think it's one of those cautionary things. Maybe he misses a start or two, but this is definitely something to watch because you, you do have some relative concern about Steven Strasburg, a guy who does have uh, some injury history 
So with him, caution is kind of the best way to go about it. And yeah, if you're a Nationals fan, sure, uh, be a little bit concerned. You're always concerned about a guy like this, about who's so important. So uh, nothing long-term, at least yet, right? And we should trust them when they say, you know, hey, this is kind of the way it's going to be. But um, yeah, they, they need Strasburg. They need Strasburg very badly uh, this season. And so hopefully he's good to go. And look, it, it kind of reminded me when it happened of how fragile this Nationals team is in terms of, you know, what they could do, to, what they can do to compete, right? Like th- this team has to be healthy if they want to compete. This is not a team where it's built like the Braves or the Mets where they can overcome an injury. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm saying that because we saw it last year, right? I mean, they just don't have the infrastructure, at least pitching yet, to, you know, Jackson Rutledge and, uh, you know, Cade Cavalli aren't, aren't ready yet, obviously. And, uh, you know, Seth Romero not ready yet to take up that that helm. And Austin Voth, Eric Fetty, guys who both struggled last year. And so one of those guys, including Joe Ross, is going to have that fifth start. And, and so if somebody goes down, one of those guys comes in and takes that spot in the rotation. And we saw it last year. It's just not going to be a recipe for winning for the Nationals Despite the fact that I think a lot of other stuff could go right, but they need Steven Strasburg. He's such a pivotal part of what this team does. That season that he had in 2019 was, once again, pivotal part. That 33 starts that they gave him, you know, an ERA around 3-3 and, uh, and tremendous the entire season. I mean, 200-plus innings that Strasburg gave them. They needed all of them, big part of their momentum, and, and helped them in the playoffs as well. So you need Strasburg coming off the injury, good to go. Uh, you know, precaution is the way to go. A little bit of concern, yes. It's always okay to be concerned. It's totally fine. We can't just brush off the injury and say nothing happened. But, you know, that's it's something to note. That Strasburg uh, did get injured, was a left calf strain. And for him, that is the foot, you know, that he's going to ultimately be landing on. Uh, left calf for him. So it's going to be the foot that he lands on. You know, the right foot is that base foot, and that left foot is, is the foot that you're going to end up planting on it it's the foot you land on so obviously need to get that checked out and need to make sure it's stable before he's able to go and pitch any further and it's funny it's the second Nats pitcher coming into this this spring training that we've seen uh you know with the leg injury and honestly you know it's tough because they've had three injuries so far to their starting pitching uh John Lester obviously had the thyroid uh, thyroid gland removed and he's feeling a lot better you got to see him in action yet and, you know, Steven Strasburg now at the calf, and Max Scherzer came in with that ankle injury. So all, all of these guys, you know, all these guys are above the age of 30, so all of them need to, you know, begin to to be careful. But, uh, you know, ramping up, there can be some injuries, especially after that shortened season. You know, this is not their normal regimen. So all these guys, you know, or they're getting back to their normal regimen, I should say, and that takes some time to adjust. There are going to be some not growing pains because these guys are older, but there's going to be some some physical stress and pain, and, and that's that's good. I mean, sometimes you know Max Scherzer talks about it, not normally with the lower body, but with his arm, saying, "Yeah, it's good." Sometimes you're feeling that pain; it means you're getting back to, to where you want to be. You know, throwing is an unnatural motion. We talk about this all the time, but throwing is an unnatural motion, and you know, if you're feeling some discomfort, that's good. Now, these guys all have non-throwing kinds of discomfort, but discomfort nonetheless, whether it be you know the thyroid for John Lester and then the leg injuries. Uh, ankle for Scherzer, and then Strasburg with the calf. But these things are to be not expected, but, you know, they can happen. So not too much panic as these guys move forward. And we'll have some more updates on Strasburg as the week moves on, I'm sure. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the roster moves the Nationals made over the weekend. And after that, we'll touch on some of the results and what's coming this week and what's coming this week. 
Quick pause for the cause on today's show. It is brought to you by betonline.ag. You guys know the deal. Go to betonline.ag today. Make an account. Use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. And you will receive a 50% deposit bonus. So if you deposit 100, they will give you an extra 50 to play with at betonline.ag today. You guys know the deal. They got everything there. NBA, college hoops, NHL, all those things, awards, television, TV shows, reality TV. You can bet on basically anything there. They got real-time updated odds, fun props as well. Once again, go there today. BetOnline.ag, make your account, use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, and receive that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And once again, go join our bracket challenge on Tournament Challenge on ESPN. Uh, it's under Locked On. You guys will be able to find the group. It's easy to join. There's no password or anything, there's no uh, money entry either. So it's just, just going to be fun between all the hosts and our listeners. Hope you guys. Go check that out. All right, so the Nationals made some roster moves this past weekend. This comes from Jesse Doherty over uh, from the Washington Post. It says, Nationals make their first round of spring training cuts. It says, the usual sign of spring training cuts is a row of cleaned-out lockers, the Major League Clubhouse, but when the Washington Nationals reassigned 20 players Sunday morning, there wasn't such shuffling through their facility. There weren't many changes at all. It uh, says, quote, so the only thing that changes really is that they'll start a little later than we do, end quote, said manager Dave Martinez, indicating that a group of cut players will now work out separately, but, quote, we're keeping an eye on them. You'll see those guys a lot still playing in our uh, games late. The starters will get extended, and they'll start getting a little bit more innings in sim games the time being, so we'll do things a little different, end quote. Um, And so, yeah, that's, you know, obviously things are different in the spring with the way things are set up, but... The real news is here are the cuts, uh, and so the, the cuts came this way. The, these guys are now been reassigned is the te- technical term. Uh, so it's Yoana Don, Brian Bonnell, Tim Kate, Cade Cavalli, Jacob Condrabogan, Matt Cronin, Tyler Dyson, Tyler Epler, Cole Henry, uh, Gabe Klobasis, Jeffrey Rodriguez, and Jackson Rutledge. I think no surprises on any of those fronts, especially with those young guys. We, we assume that they, you know, they just wanted to get them some work and look at them in the major league camp, but a lot of these guys, there was no real intention of keeping them around uh, for a long-term, you know, long period of time, right? They really weren't planning on keeping these guys at the major league level as they as they move forward, uh, but they're just, just good to get a look at a lot of those young arms. Catchers, Israel Pineda, Jackson Reitz, and Rowdy Reed have all been reassigned. Infielders, Jackson Clough, Drew Mendoza, and Jake Knoll, and then outfielder, Cody Wilson, Yasiel and Tuna also have been sending, is being sent down as well. And, uh, you know, not many surprises here. I will say the one thing, and this is, this is what Jesse Doherty notes here, is, is that Jake Knoll was considered maybe somebody who could be fighting for one of those spots. Um, I didn't really buy into that. I wasn't really thinking that Jake Knoll was going to be somebody, even at you know, 27 years old, kind of time for him to make that push. I really didn't feel like he was going to be a guy that was going to get, uh, you know, going to to be there this year, especially with a lot of the guys they brought in, right? The big thing we've been talking about is that fight for that last bench spot and whether or not it's going to be a pitcher or it's going to be another utility player they can use, or another, you know, uh, one of the guys in the field they can use. So, you know, and, and Noel has had a tough spring training um, but I didn't expect him you know, to, to be there at the very end. And a lot of these guys have been reassigned. Uh, you know, kind of AAA is the one place that we will look 
on that front. You know, I would love to see Antuna uh, there, especially, you know, no minor league season last year, has not played above high A. We'll see if he goes down there and is able to have some success at AAA. They have a lot of these guys are going to AAA, even if they have not pitched near that level yet. Uh, so we'll have to see where those guys are reassigned. But the real battle is going to be for that last spot. And right now you have to think the guys who are candidates are Jordy Mercer, Hernan Perez, Yadiel Hernandez, Adrian Sanchez, Grotto Parra, and Yasmani Tomas. Now, I just read that list off from, from Jesse's list. But you know, that's who, who's, who have we been talking about, right? And, and a couple of those guys have done pretty well so far in spring training. So I think some of these guys have set themselves up with some pretty good opportunities to maybe make it. Uh, but you have to also consider with the pitching injuries the Nationals have already had during the spring training, would they consider keeping an extra pitcher, right? I don't think that's necessarily out of the realm of possibility, and uh, it would be pretty smart to do so. And one pitcher's surprise, uh, you know, Jesse notes is Todd Peterson, 23-year-old right-hander, and they love his velocity, guy's uh, seventh-round pick out of LSU in 2019. And uh, he was pitching the other day in a B game against the Astros on Saturday, his fastball clocked in in the high 90s. Sliders a work in progress. But the velocity the Nats pitching staff or the Nats coaching staff in general really like. So Todd Peterson, somebody to look for, a guy who's you know around still that maybe they we didn't think would be around, right? A guy that maybe we thought would be uh, going with these cuts, but he is still there. And as we ramp up even further into the spring training, that battle to even get – you know, heavier right now. I mean, that these guys are going to be fighting it out for some serious spots. So I'm pretty excited to see, uh, you know, with these first cuts, and obviously you don't like guys getting cut, but they're being reassigned as we speak right now. And so it's exciting now because the battles for these spots are heating up. Um, and the Nationals, I'm taking a look right now to see how many spring training games they have left. And fair number, a lot of opportunities, obviously, for these guys. When we were halfway through spring training right now, they've played nine games in, or excuse me, 12 games in spring training. They've got 12 more to go. They play uh, the Cardinals today, so plenty of opportunities left for these guys to prove themselves. But, uh, you know, we're starting to get down to it. We're starting to get down to, you know, real evaluation time and to see who's going to make this roster. Obviously, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that we know are going to be there. Um, there really aren't that many spots. I mean, really one spot is what we think everybody is fighting for. Now, some of the storylines, fifth starter spot, one thing that's come up a lot, uh, hopefully John Lester's ready to start the season, so maybe he is not there. Maybe somebody takes that spot. But by all indications, right now John Lester is on the mend. You know, it feels a lot better after that surgery, and and should be back and, and good to go here uh, pretty soon. He's been throwing live batting practice as well, so that's something that's uh, you know obviously very positive for the Nationals because they intend on having him in the rotation. I think they need him in the rotation because they are not satisfied uh, with having some of these guys in the back. It's why they brought him in. So, obviously, all these guys in the men, it's time to get them right, time to extend them a little bit. Um, you know, the season right around the corner, we're halfway through the month of March, and with April, baseball begins, and they need everybody ready to go. So we'll see how the development comes from that standpoint. All right, let's take one more break. When we come back, let's look at what happened this weekend in spring training for the Washington Nationals. A couple results to get to. We'll talk about who had some nice performances as well. One more pause for the cause on today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Guys, go to BuiltBar.com today. Check out all the awesome flavors they have. Also go to Built Bar's Twitter at Built, or excuse me, at Bar underscore Built and vote on their Built Bar Madness. They've got a bracket set up and you guys get to choose your favorite flavors over at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And then when you guys go to BuiltBar.com and order 
Use that promo code locked on 15. That's L O C K E D O N 1 5. Locked on 15. You'll get 15% off on your next order at builtbar.com. Once again, uh, crossover episodes coming to you guys. We had the Phillies one last week, two weeks ago, the Braves one, all that stuff is still worth going to check out. If you guys want to hear a, a Soto versus Acuna debate, uh, Dylan Short and I have locked on Braves. He and I had a great one a couple weeks ago. Dan Wilson of Locked On Phillies. He and I had a nice two-parter last week. And then Ryan Finkelstein and I will do a two-parter this week as well. We're talking tomorrow. So very, uh, very much looking forward to talking to him. I think you guys will really enjoy that. All right, now back to today's show. All right, so a pair of spring training games over the weekend for the Nationals. Their four-game unbeaten streak came to an end when they played uh, Houston on Sunday. So we'll go with that game first, the uh, last game that they played. They lost 5-0. This was the game that Steven Strasburg left with an injury. On the pitching side, we'll go with there, too. T.J. McFarland gave them two-thirds of inning, which they did not expect uh, to actually have to happen. So that's good on that front. Brad Hand came in. He took the loss in this game. One inning, gave up an earned run, strikeout, a walk as well. Gave up a home run. So, you know, Brad Hand still selling in, but uh, obviously still high hopes for him with the Nationals. Uh, Sam Clay, another guy they signed, another rough outing for him. One inning. Uh, two runs given up on two hits to give up a home run as well and walked him in. So some of the Nats' arms they wanted to bring in, uh, not great. And the other left, we talked about Ben Bramer, two-thirds of an inning, gave up two earned runs, two walks as well, and two hits. Or excuse me, on one hit. So uh, those guys, you know, are ones that they are expecting to be a part of this bullpen. Ben Bramer maybe not as much, but he does present another lefty, and so I do think he's going to be a part of some part of their plan in some way, shape, or fashion. Kyle Finnegan, also had a clean inning as well. It has not been an easy spring for him. Uh, on the other side, I actually want to say Lance McCullers looked great. Uh, he, I thought he did a great job against the Nats. He went four innings. He got extended and got six Ks, and the Nats had a tough time timing up his stuff, and uh, that curveball and two-strike counts was difficult for them as well. Victor Robles made a great defensive play in center field, which was good to see. Uh, Juan Soto got two hits, including an infield hit in this game. You guys can go check that out on YouTube. Somebody thankfully put the highlights together. But yeah, besides that, not really a whole lot here uh, to mention in this game. Josh Bell gets a hit. So this one, 5 nothing loss. Once again, spring training losses. We don't get too upset. It was just fun to kind of say, hey, the Nats had four games where they were unbeaten. Uh, you know, and, and that was just kind of a, a joke, a joke, if you will. But yeah, uh, 5-0 in that one. And then the Nats did get a win this weekend, a 4-3 win over the Mets. Gurr being the, uh, you know, the in-division rival, even though it is a spring training game, it's always nice to do. Joe Ross in this game. Three and one-third innings pitched. He gave up two runs. None of them were earned, though. Did have uh, three strikeouts and a walk as well, so a nice outing from him. Eric Fetty not had a great spring. Three innings pitched, uh, four Ks, but did give up one run on two hits. Also, Ryan Harper got in this game, and Kyle McGowan had a clean inning as well in a 4-3 win for the Nationals. Victor Robles, two for three, once again, at the top of the lineup. I think we're going to continue to see him there. Looks like a spot. You know, I think we're trending towards day one of the season. I would assume that we're going to see Victor Robles at the top of the Nationals lineup. It's just they've been doing it basically every spring training game now. Um, and, and I think that's kind of a sign. You don't, you don't want to read in stuff too much, but, you know, they've been putting different kind of uh, lineups together. But the one constant has been Victor Robles to lead things off. And they want that combination of speed and athleticism to, to lead things off for them. Um, today, 
he is not going to be in there, but he's played a lot, so they're going to get somebody else some opportunities. Andrew Stevenson is going to lead off today for the Nationals when they play the Cardinals. So uh, that's something else that you know we can take from these games is that basically every single game Victor Robles has played in, he is I think in most of them he has hit lead off, um, and that is that is uh, you know I think. We've had so many conversations about what the Nats should do, stacking one, two, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here. We can break it down more once we actually get the news uh, about who, you know, or once we actually see the opening day lineup and and what the plans are. But it seems like the idea of hitting Turner and Soto one, two, trying to get those guys as many bats as possible, uh, at least in the beginning of the season, is not going to be the strategy for the Nationals. They want to hit those guys two, three. They want to give them some opportunities to drive in some runs in those positions. Uh, and kind of entrust somebody else with that table-setting role. We know Trey Turner can do it, but they, he's just such a good all-around hitter. And I think they want him in that two spot and then Soto, obviously, to back things up at three. If they can get a lot of consistency, and at least you know a guy who can get on base and Victor Robles and, and be a threat to steal some bags. Now, if Victor's on, you know, you might take the risk here of, of taking the bat out of Juan's hands, or excuse me, out of, out of, out of Trey Turner's hands, you know, if you're trying to steal him. And we know the Nationals... Love to move guys around on the base paths. Uh, if Victor and Trey are on, obviously, I, I don't think they're. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to be taking a whole lot of situations where you're you're taking the bat out of one's hands, especially you know if it's first and second, whatever it is. Uh, just for the sake of example, right? You, you're not gonna you're not gonna take the, the bat out of one's hands in any situation. Uh, you know, if both those guys are on base, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very curious. I think we're all still very curious because it's trending towards Victor Robles being the leadoff guy opening day for the Nationals. That's where things are headed. All right, guys, rest of the week. Here's what's coming up. Uh, I'm doing a crossover episode with Ryan Finkelstein of the Locked On Mets podcast. So obviously those are usually two-part podcasts. You guys will be able to find that. I'm going to talk to Arm Layton. You know, a question was asked to me on a podcast last week I was on. Uh, are there any Nationals guys, you know, in the minor leagues I think could come up and have an impact this year? And you know, this roster feels pretty full. Not in, uh, nobody's really pushing from the bottom, but uh, we're going to talk to Arm Layton to see if he thinks there's anybody that is uh, pushing from the bottom that could make that push into the major leagues and could get some playing time and be a part of this team. I want to talk to him this week, and then obviously on Friday we're going to start doing that kind of as our entire week spring training recap. Uh, you know, it's pretty just it makes it easier to do. You know, unless there's any news, anything that needs to be talked about, uh, you know, injuries, etc., uh, anything breaking out of West Palm Beach, we'll hit on that. But for right now, we're just going to kind of go with, you know, Monday, a recap of the news of the weekend. Tuesday will be, and Tuesday and Wednesday will be part one slash two of our crossover episodes. Uh, you know, tomorrow is going to be the third one. And then we'll have one conversation or hopefully an interview on Thursdays. And then on Fridays, we'll wrap up the week. Uh, right now, uh, the show is growing right now. So if you guys are new to it, please go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Getting fired up, people. The season's right around the corner. Busy time. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I know it's tough for us to all not be able to watch all the games right now with the way things work TV schedule-wise. But it's great to see that this this thing's growing. And um, uh, you guys really do make this work all the while. So please go throw us a rating. Go uh, subscribe. Download all of those things. I would really appreciate it. And give us a follow on Twitter. Interact with us as much as possible, too. I'll be posting fun graphics and, and uh, you know, fun uh, social media posts, things of that nature. And you guys uh, want your feedback, too. We'll be doing some mailbags coming up soon. So once again, on Twitter, at LO underscore Nationals. Uh, I am at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, please stay safe.